Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea, welcome back to another episode of the Blind Leading the Blind podcast. My name is Chris. And I am Mike. I guess we're all going to talk very, very quickly tonight, so we can get this over with as soon as we can for you. Get it going. <laughs> so, we're coming to you. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> From the spacious confines, just like always and every other time almost, uh, spacious confines of Studio B, the basement of B Ministries. We are here on East Church Street, sunny downtown Marion. Uh-huh. Well, it's not very sunny today. It kind of looks like London outside. <laughs> it's a foggy day in Marion Town. It's just been raining. Been, been good rain. We need rain. <laughs> Spoken like a true, true old dude. You're going to need some stand, stand out there on the edge of the garage and look outside, rub your belly, and go, yeah, yeah, we needed that. Yep, corn needed gonna, this. Corn's going to make now. <laughs> we needed this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty much where we are and who we are. And, and you know what? If that interests you enough, that he laughed at me, that you might want to get a hold of us. Uh-huh. And say something to us, or impart information, or disagree, or consider us as your lifelong enemies because of something we say and or do. Which is more likely. You can do that on Facebook because, you know, <coughs> that's the place we do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. First name, blind leading, all one word. All one word. Last name, the blind, all, all one One. Word. Word. Spell it right. You better spell it right. Yeah. Because if not, then I don't know where you'll wind up. Yeah. You'll you'll wind up on... Actually, there is another podcast yeah. called uh, The Blind Lady and Blind. And it's actually two blind people yes. who do a podcast. Sided individuals. Yes. Uh, if you don't want to use Facebook, you can also send us an email. The email address is blindpod at gmail.com that's b-l-i-n-d-p-o-d at gmail.com look at us look at us go are are we knocking out the contact info i know are are we talking are we thinking about other contact uh, other methods putting things out there (laughs) i'm just asking i'm not pushing uh i am in the process of making a twitter so all you folks who Mm -hmm. who do the tweets and the twits then uh you can very shortly Access content through Twitter. Are we going to call it Twit One and Twit Two? No, it's just when I release an episode, it will not only go to Facebook; it will also go to Twitter. Wow, that's like the big people do. Correct. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I like being approbated. Uh, also, uh, update on the new sound effects. I have acquired sound effects. Yeah. I have not had. A single moment's time to upload them into the board, get them mm-hmm. all set mm-hmm. up for use. But progress moves forward. We will get there. Direction is good. And the, um, what's the other word I want? The moving. That's good. Wow. Boy. <laughs> the moving. Momentum? <laughs> I don't know what it was I was looking for. I'll think of it in about 15, 20 <laughs> minutes and I will blurt it out. Leverage. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's good to be back in here. Snailophagus. Yes, it is. It is. We were not here last week. No, we were not. I was driving back from good old Nashville, Tennessee. Yay. Had a fun little trip down there. Yay. Um, 
in support and solidarity for my wife and her business adventure. Solidarity. Is she a union <clears throat> shop now? Is that? Uh, not quite. <laughs> uh, yeah. I well, sat cool. through a convention to learn about products mm -hmm. and then went and ran around Nashville for a while. That's, that's a good few days. And it was fun. Got to play some music. Yeah, I'll tell you that the... Yeah. Um, the coolest part, honestly, the whole the whole weekend, really, was just the conversations that I got to have with people, and um, yeah, just the the ability to sit and have adult interaction and have God just sort of do stuff and not really have to worry about where do I need to be in an hour and you know having things to do and to just be able to sort of hit that reset button yeah. and just be available to just sort of watch mm -hmm. and see where god, what god is doing without mm -hmm. having to do that because I, I always try to do that but it's one thing when you're running and you're you know you're at work you have things to do you have stuff going on you're at you know church doing ministry and blah blah, blah and it's like all these other things are in the way even though they're things that god wants you to do you still have to get beyond the responsibility portion of what you're doing in the in the moment to be able to see what God is doing. Absolutely. So to be in an environment where I can just sit and not have any responsibilities and just be able to observe and watch what God is doing and see and it, yeah, it was it was really nice to just be able to sit and sort of recharge. Yeah, we and and I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that in depth. Um Coming up in a later segment of today's broadcast. <laughs> okay. Whatever at, you want. At least I want to. I don't know what you want. Whatever you want. <laughs> All right. Uh, first up, as per usual, Mr. Wilson. Who died? My fascination with death. <laughs> the dead report. It's not really a fascination. It's just always interesting to me. First off, let's begin with Daniel Ellsberg. Hmm. Um, some of you may recognize that name, but if you are youngish, you may not. I do not. Um, he was the one that released the Pentagon Papers. I thought that was Snowden? No, no, no. Way long time ago. Which led to Watergate. Oh, Nixon. This is in the Nixon era. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, he was... Uh, he was the whistleblower on Nixon. Was, yeah, he just let those papers out. He I saw you. what was going on said, oh, I, this can't be. I said, nah, we ain't having that. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Um, that's kind of the end of an era. That's an era passing, as well as Mr. Ellsberg. Um, most of those folks are dead at this point. <laughs> sure. Yep. Um, we have quite a following of Browns fans in our group. We do. Um, so I wanted to mention the passing of Homer Jones. He's 81 years old. Played one year the Cleveland Browns after he had played for the Giants. What is significant about Mr. Jones is that he was the first player to, in a game, spike the ball after his first NFL touchdown. Do what now? He was the first player to spike the ball after... To run the clock out? No, after scoring a touchdown. Oh, Oh, you said in the game, and I... I oh, my, in a, yeah, I, in, okay. Yeah, I no. went to victory formation, run no. the last couple of seconds off the clock by spiking it on every down. Yeah, no. No, this was spiking it in the end zone after he had scored. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, he also, as I understand, 
scored the first touchdown on Monday Night Football. What? Isn't that cool? What? That's one of those cool little things. I, th I think that was the case there. So. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Interesting. Yeah. Um, also passing in the last few days, Mr. Treat Williams. Yes. An, an actor. Yep. He was in Hair, 1941. Dude was a legend. Absolutely. Great actor. Um, Fantastic. Huge, huge theater career. Yeah. He made some movies, and so we know who he is, but uh, it was a motorcycle accident. I'm not shocked. 71 years? I'm not either. Yeah, I'm not shocked about yeah, that. I would. Um, Adam Rich. Does that name ring a bell? From Big and Rich? No. Eight is enough. Your child? Oh, maybe not your childhood. That might have been before your childhood. Dick Van Patten, a show, a TV show called Eight is Enough. Hmm. He was hmm. a little boy on it with a bowl cut. Hmm. Um, no. Child actor, but uh, he was in his 50s. Sorry, I had to filter through yeah. Adam Richmond. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that the was the first guy. thing I thought of when I saw that. <laughs> I went, no. And then I went to Big, Big and Rich. Big and Rich, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, it's not that. I have no idea. Yeah. So, yeah, child actor. And unfortunately, it was uh, very much drug-related. So oh, that that's, sucks. That's sad. Yeah, for him. Um, that's 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 pretty much. Um, that's the dead. Notable for deads. Bring out uh, your dead. Been some others, but I don't want to talk about them. I've got to find that. That I've got to make that. Yes. The thing. Bring out bring your. Bring out your dead. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to do that. That's got to be the new dead report. Yeah, I think it should be. All right, that's it. That's it. That's it for the dead report, folks. Uh -huh. Well, now that we're getting settled back in and stretched out a bit. Do you feel like you got your groove back on a little bit? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. It's always weird when I, when we're out of the studio for like one or, or more weeks. Yeah. And it, when you get back in here, it's kind of like, I have to remember how to do all this stuff. Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. All right. So up next, generally speaking, in the usual, we usually do news. We have news. We do have news. We I have, have tons of news. I have so much news. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to edit and filter and yeah, not, I'm gonna, not speak at all. I'm going to drop a couple of them, uh, but we got to, yeah, we're going to try to hammer through these and just yeah. sort of hit the hit the highlights. Yeah. Sports news. Sports news real quickly. The Cincinnati Reds went on a 12-game winning streak. Uh, that string was snapped on Saturday night by the... Atlanta Braves. However, yeah. you did beat us. Yeah, the first game. You did beat oh, us. So, serious. you know what? Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Reds are playing the Orioles starting, I think, tonight. Okay. It's a good team. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and But we're making wholesale starting pitching changes. <laughs> They're calling guys up, sending hey. guys down, sending guys out on sure. a wire. It's just hey, how we're hey, doing it. Hey, listen. That kid they they called up with the dreadlocks. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I can't remember his name. Ellie De La Cruz. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. I remember me telling you about the hit that went out of the ball, like almost yeah. out of the ballpark, yeah. or maybe it did go out of. That's yeah. him. Yeah. That's who I was talking about. This yeah. kid just crushed it. He's yeah. got a heck of a swing. He was. I mean, he's so fast. National League Player of the Week last week. Yeah, dude is a monster. It's be fun to watch. He's an absolute monster. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. Good on you for that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad these kids are coming up from the farm club. For sure. We yeah, I, I think that's honestly the best move for the Reds right now is just, just shuffle the deck, keep pulling up, putting down whatever's working right now, run with it. If it yeah. stops working, shuffle it up again, figure out what works next. We have an amazing offense, a very, very good offense. Yeah. We just don't have starting pitching. Yeah. That's it. Yep. 
Yeah, they'll pull some kid out from, you know. We'll figure it out. I don't know, Missouri or something. We'll figure it out, yeah. Missouri. Get some skinny kid with a mullet and start ripping him in there. <laughs> the last name is Fidrich. Yeah, something. <laughs> or Lee. Or or Witskowski or something. <laughs> from Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, any other sports news? I haven't heard anything. Uh, I did hear someone tagged me in a Facebook post somewhat chidingly uh, about uh, one of one of the assistant coaches for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball team was talking smack about the Buckeyes, I guess. I, I, I haven't read the article. I haven't either. I didn't hear it. I haven't either. Greg sent it to me and was like, hey, you better tell them to shut their mouth. And I'm like, well, I mean, what do you want? Your team was terrible last year. Yeah. What do you want? I mean, look, I live in Ohio. I am an Ohio State Buckeyes fan. Mm-hmm. Secondary to my Kentucky Wildcats, oh, but absolutely. I am an Ohio State fan. I want to see them do well and succeed. Yeah. Last year's season for them, basketball-wise particularly, was horrible. It was awful. It was absolutely terrible. Yeah. It was like watching a high school team. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of frightening. And so, like, I, what do you want? <laughs> be better. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's kind of what it is. Yeah, Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't be so awful. Thank you. Um, Kentucky didn't have the greatest season last year either. No, they were surprisingly down. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Kentucky football, however. Mm-hmm. Surprising. Mm. Yeah. Been, I don't think they're going to be as good now that Mr. Levis is gone. Yes. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, we'll see how. Uh, he went to Tennessee, didn't he? I believe he did. Yeah. Um, okay. So regular news. Regular news. I got. I got a couple. Go ahead on. I got to get to the right page. Sorry, oh, I, had okay. the wrong, I had the wrong thing pulled up. Yeah. All right. Hopefully you didn't steal any of my news. That's why I'm letting you go first. <laughs> we, 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 we had a discussion at his house yesterday. Oh, by the way, that's news. That counts as news. I what? smoked my first meats. <gasps> yes, it does count as news. I acquired a smoker Yes. from a friend of mine. Yes. And I, without really knowing anything about what I was doing... <laughs> Set off on the maiden voyage to smoke some chicken, yep. and I stumbled, good. rumbled, bumbled my way through it. It was good, and I brought Mr. Wilson some yep. last night at his, at his house. Tasty. He said it was good, so hey, I'll take it. That's right. It's, it's the beginning of the journey, baby. <laughs> We're gonna see what else we can smoke. <laughs> I told my wife, I was like, "Well, you know, we can smoke anything, right? Like, you can smoke vegetables, you can smoke meat, you can smoke like liquid, you can mm-hmm. smoke mac and cheese, mac you can and smoke cheese, Pete. yeah, Pete." Pete put me on that. Um, and so I'm like, listen, anything you want to try smoked, let's do it. Um, so, yeah, that's news. Anyway, regular news. Here we go. Breaking news. Ooh. This is breaking fresh, hot off the press <laughs> yesterday. 6-25-23 was the date. How about them apples? On this here. This comes courtesy of not 10 TV news. Courtesy of the Scioto Post. Hmm. Yes, sir. Scioto Post. So, this comes here out of Pickaway County, mm-hmm. which is one county south of Columbus. Mm-hmm. Not that far away. Mm-hmm. A confirmed black bear sighting Ooh. has been... Con- has been- Dude, I can't handle these news people. And they're writing. Dude, how do you get to become a person who writes news articles when you can't write? How did I miss the boat on this? I need to be a news writer. The world of journalism is so different. If these people can do this, I could make millions. Oh, you're you're in there. 
Oh my, this sentence exists. <gasps> a ahead. confirmed black bear sighting has been confirmed by the local park manager who is warning park goers of a bear in the area. According to Mark Hoffines, my guy, I don't know. Uh, state park manager for A.W. Marion State Park ah. or Hargis Lake. Mm hmm. They have confirmed multiple sightings of a mother bear and a cub in and around the park. According to Hoffines, they will have extra staff in the park until signs are posted. Because <laughs> they ain't used to having bears. No, no, this is a whole new deal. Um, and just for you Central Ohio folk, uh, as I stated, uh, Pickaway County is only one county south yeah. of Columbus. So mm -hmm. give it a few years. We might have some black bears up in here. It's pretty cool. Uh, so there you go. Black bear spotted in. Oh, here we go. Remember that bear article I read that had directions of what to do sure, if you run into a dog? Sure. Here we have more. Oh we have more. <laughs> By the way, this is why I said what I said. Bears can move throughout the area up to 100 miles in range. Oh, absolutely. So give it a few years. We may have some black bear up in here. Okay, so here we go. If you see a bear... Do what not, do I do? Do not run. Instead, announce that you are there with, hey, bear, hey, bear, hey, bear. What What in the world does a former New Orleans Saints quarterback have to do with scaring <laughs> off a bear? Hey, bear, hey, bear, hey, bear, hey, bear, hey, bear. I'm out, I'll be out there. Dumb bears, dumb bears, dumb bears. <laughs> Do you know Mike Ditka? <laughs> Can I have your autograph? Dot bears. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, bear. Hey, bear. Slowly back away. Bears can run around 35 mile an hour. And black bears can climb trees. If you sight a bear, you can directly contact ODNR by calling... <laughs> calling what? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> 1-800. No. No, there's no 800 number. I pooped my pants. Nope. <laughs> what? Pound ODNR. For the young folks, hashtag ODNR. How about them apples? In case you were wondering, young fellas and women's. <laughs> Tic-tac-toe. Pound, pound sign uh, is what we used to call what you know as a hashtag. Yeah. That would be uh, located on your... Uh, number pad on your phone <laughs> lower left hand side i think yeah. you press it two or three times i forget but go <laughs> unless you have an iphone you just hit the hit the switch key for symbols and get it um it's not yeah the pound sign odnr hit the green call button there you go oh my gosh <laughs> yeah doing the, the old uh what, what did they call that Nokia. alpha Alpha, the alpha, is it alphanumeric? Yeah, isn't that what that used to be? Where you had to click the button like six times three to times get the to letter. Get, yeah, yeah, three times to get to the C. You're like, you're like four hundred characters in to type three words. Like, <laughs> I used to be pretty quick on that. Um, all right, so that's that news. Black Bear, Pickaway County. That's coming cool. soon to a that's park cool. near you. You got that's a news? Cool. Oh, I got, hit, I hit got all kinds of news. Well, well, hit me. This out of Macon, Georgia. Okay. Um, there is my people. Uh, there's a baseball team down there. I used to live there. I'm really unhappy about that. 
And I used to live in Valdosta. Not too far away from me. I know. Jamaican Bacon. Yeah. Is the name of the baseball team. Yes, they are. Minor League Club. Yes. Um, it's basically a college team, you know, like summer, yeah, sure. summer ball. Yeah. Um, but there's a group of Georgia doctors who are encouraging the team to change their name because bacon is dangerously unhealthy. Dear Lord. The team refused. Good. The Macon Bacon, in their statement, they said, will be sizzling forever and will not consider a name change ever. Good for them. I love it. That makes me happy. <laughs> Resist the nonsense, folks. Yep. Resist the nonsense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I got another one. This okay. is my big one. This is my last one. Okay. I think it's my last one. Let me double check. Uh, yeah, that's my last one. All right, here we go. So, I got I got to flip through. What? Stop it. I haven't done anything. All right, here we go. <laughs> this is this is amazing. This is one of the most fantastic things I've seen in a long time. Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> and Elon Musk yes. have apparently agreed to fight in a cage match. I am unbelievably happy about this. This would this will be a hoot. Oh, absolutely. And I, I thought it was a hoax. Like I thought it was just good, like something somebody made up until I saw that it was on Fox Business page, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, is this really a real thing?" And then I kept seeing more news on it progress. Mm-hmm. And Dana White got involved. And and Dana, if you don't know who Dana White is, he's the president of the UFC. <laughs> And Dana White was like, oh, yeah, for sure. I am so facilitating this. This is going to happen. Like, he, he's, he's all up in it. What an absolute moneymaker, too. Oh, yeah. You think? You think who you think is going to win? Oh, my money's on Elon Musk. I, I think he could. But I've heard that uh, Zuckerberg has some martial arts training. Oh, well, <clears throat> maybe. I don't know. I mean, I... I would like to see Elon Musk win. The, the Zucker man is an android anyway, so. Must be Data fighting. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. <laughs> Those two guys are going to duke it out. Yeah. So That's yeah. That's amazing. Was that one of your newses? Uh, no. Good. Because no, I, well, I saw that and I went, no, he's going for this. Oh, yeah. I skipped it. I didn't even, I didn't one, even note it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My last one of news, and I have so many, but I'm going to do this one. Okay. <clears throat> 76, this is Dateline Quito, Ecuador. All right, then. A 76-year-old woman who was declared dead at a hospital in Ecuador astonished her relatives by knocking on her coffin during her wake. Whoa. The incident has prompted a government investigation into the hospital. Relatives left the coffin behind and rushed retired nurse Bella Montoya back to the hospital. Back to the hospital. Sure. After the wake Friday in the central city of, and I just wanted to read these names, Baba Hoyo. Oh, yeah. Son Gilberto Barbera told the Associated Press. My guy. He added, it gave us all a fright. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Uh, wow. His mother's situation still remains dire. Um, a technical committee has been formed to review how the hospital issues death certificates. The ministry said Montoya initially had been admitted Friday at the hospital with a possible stroke and cardiopulmonary arrest. When she did not respond to resuscitation, a doctor on duty 
declared her dead. She woke up two days later. <laughs> it gave us all a fright. I'm telling you, there was a handle on the end of that coffin and it was, they did not report this. It was turning and it was playing pop go to weasel. It was happening. Old girl beat me to it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's kind of ridiculous. I like it. That's insane. Smith Wigglesworth. <sighs> my guy. My guy. I wonder if he was doing the, no, he's dead too. Never mind. Doing the funeral circuit? Yeah, Is yeah. that what you're going to say? Exactly. <laughs> He's hopping around, you know. Oh, man. Did I kick you? you yeah, I thought you were playing footsie, but yeah. I was I'm, just trying to pop my knee. I'll move my oh. out of the way. Mine just pops in. Oh, <laughs> um, all right. So that's it for news? Yep, that's it. All right. That means it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast. <gasps> Fun facts. Do I need a new sound for fun facts in my searching? I believe so. Or 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 are you I, partial to the harp? I am not partial to anything. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> so many places that could that, go. That was as close to saying I don't care. <laughs> All right, fun fact me. Let let me get there because I had to had to shift around. Here is a fun fact that actually is is for reals, uh, and it comes out of the sports world. You know, I mentioned earlier that we have a lot of Cleveland Browns fans. We also have a number of Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Indeed. Um, Sadly. Uh, they will remember Antonio Brown. I remember Antonio yes, Brown. Of course you do. Um, he made a dramatic exit during a Tampa Bay game. But, uh, Indeed. I'm sure that Tom Brady remembers Antonio Brown. <laughs> well, Mr. Brown... Um, the owner of the Albany Empire football team in the National Arena League. Okay. Albany, New York. Okay. Um, he still owns the team. He just doesn't have a league to play in after the league terminated the Empire's membership on Thursday. The league took the drastic measure after Brown refused to pay money that he owed to the league. <laughs> Shocked. Um, seven teams in the league. He's just responsible for paying one-seventh of the league's budget. Sure. Apparently, not only did Brown fall behind by two payments, but he refused to pay up after he was hit with a $1,000 fine. <laughs> so he's also, there's a whole bunch of other money that he owes to all kinds of people. Oh, I don't doubt um, that at all. Jewelry stores, um, all kinds of uh, promoter, uh, music promoter. He just collects money. The reason I put this under fun fact is, is because there is a company called Spot Spot Track. S P O T R A C Spot Track. Spot Track. Spot Track. Yeah. Um, they have actually been tracking uh, the money that he has made, and then they did some investigation into the money that he has spent. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Things don't quite line up, do they? Uh, about $80 million <laughs> is what he made. Somewhere in the neighborhood of $200 million is where he's paying? No, you need to go up a little bit. It's what? over $300 million. Oh, man. They are in- well, no wonder he can't pay anybody back. He ain't got no money. <laughs> yeah, man, they just took the shirt off his back. <laughs> Sorry. No, he did that. Okay. <laughs> he did himself, didn't he? Kind of like yeah, right before he walked out of the end zone. <laughs> Hands in the air. So, yeah, unfortunately, the uh, Albany Empire will not be repeating as the league champions as they have done the last two years because their boy didn't pay his bills. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, there you go. Okay. Uh, here we go. Paul McCartney. My guy has recently and this is also could have been news but I filed it under fun facts I, I also have a couple of regular fun facts but I decided to go with this one because I figured you'd enjoy it uh-huh. Paul McCartney has recently revealed the last Beatles record to be released so there's this new technology out there uh and it's the same technology that enabled McCartney to duet virtually with John Lennon, mm-hmm. uh, who was murdered in 1980, by the mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. Uh, on a song called I've Got a Feeling last year in Glass- at the Glastonbury Festival. Mm-hmm. So that same technology has allowed them to take essentially stems from old Beatles recordings that never were released and allowed him to build the last standing Beatles album and release it. Gotta tell you, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I I hear you. I hear you. I don't really know how I feel about it either, but there you go. It just just, bothers me no end. In this article, McCartney described AI technology as kind of a scary but exciting, adding we'll just have to see where that leads. Yeah, that's just like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's get a rattlesnake out of the box. I don't know if it's going to bite anybody. I can't tell. Sure. Um, Do you have any other fun facts? Uh, one real quick one. Okay. Norway. We seem to be concentrating on a lot of Scandinavian things the last few weeks. Fjord, not in my fjord. <laughs> Viewers must take a quiz um, at a Norwegian news site before they can leave any comments. In order to stem the tide of nonsense, a uh, Norwegian news site um, called NRK Beta. It requires that commenters display a basic understanding of an article before they can give their opinion on it. Oh, yeah. Love it. Just to discourage rants and foster a more productive, positive, and educated conversation. Love it. Among the readers. Love it. So there you go. Absolutely love it. I would like to see that happen. More often. On Fox. On a wider scale. On CNN. Even WBNS 10 TV. All of them. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. How to make the, they ought to make the news readers pass that same little quiz arena. I agree. They ought to make all of 
everything that way. Yes. Because people be dumb. Yeah. Um, all right. So in Russia, mm. Mother Russia, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there exists in Russia a statue. A statue or a statute? A statue. A statue. A figurine. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a pretty special statue because it's not of a person. It is of a mouse that appears to be knitting a sweater. Mm -hmm. Dopo uh, do I don't know. It's <laughs> to say I didn't know you knew any Russian over there, guy. Borscht. That's about as far as my Russian goes. Um, so this statue is a mouse knitting a sweater, and it is to honor. All of the laboratory mice that have sacrificed their lives in order to further scientific research. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is there more? No, that's it. That's it. Do we not? What's the significance of the knitting the sweater? It's an old man mouse with a mustache and glasses knitting a sweater. Huh. Huh. Uh, you know, there's... Uh, sorry, I lied. I zoomed in on the picture. He is not knitting a sweater. Okay, good. Thank you. Because that was troubling me. What's he, he doing? <laughs> Hypodermic needles about to slam both thighs? Oh, no, he's What's knitting. He... But do you know what he's knitting? It's not a sweater. What is it? It's a DNA molecule. He's knitting... Okay, now that's cool. He's knitting that's a double helix. Actually, really? Okay, I can go with that. I'm I'm very happy. Thank you, Madarosha. Dos vidanya. What he said, I think. Yes, after zooming in upon the picture, it is not a sweater that he is knitting. Because when I zoomed out, it looks like he's wearing a cloak that's partially open to a striped t-shirt or a fat belly. No. In <laughs> fact, Waldo? Yes, no, no. In fact, when I zoom in on it, the striped belly is in fact a double helix that he is knitting. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. But yes, there you go. It's a mouse with glasses <laughs> in a cloak, knitting, creating some, some DNA. Maybe it's God. Maybe God's a mouse. Could be. He's over there knitting up some DNA. Uh huh. Uh huh. But yeah, there you go. Mouse statue. I like it. To honor all the lab rats that have died in sacrifice of scientific discovery. I like it. Ratatouille. Ratatouille, baby. All right. It's a strange <laughs> culture, anyway. That's it for fun facts. <laughs> borscht. <laughs> I like good borscht. I've never eaten borscht. Like it. Like it I have heard, though, that there are different versions of borscht. And oh. The huh. old original borscht is like red or purple because it's almost purely beets. Yes. Cooked beets. Yes. But yeah. the, I, I previously thought that borscht was just white. I know. I like, I like it sort of pink and cold, with, you know, borscht with cream in it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Made a cold soup out of it. That's my, really good. My boy Max Miller did a, did a video on borscht. Oh, did he? Huh. Yeah. Made some borscht. Informative. Yeah. With with a recipe from like, you know, 16-something. That's that, cool. Like, like he does. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. If y'all looking for a good cooking show to check out, I recommend Tasting History with Max Miller on YouTube. Fantastic videos. For those late nights when you cannot go to sleep. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's uh, all the usual stuff. What are we talking about? Well, lead me into a topic. You alluded to it <laughs> earlier. Um, e eluded or eluded? I know. I just I want to say that in a way. <laughs> you ain't dodging this one. You alluded 
made reference to. Am I about to elude your illusion? Uh, well, I don't know. You Sometimes you do. <laughs> I, I, I try to leave and you go, uh-uh. Nine. <laughs> like, it's like Asher. Hey, come here. No. Um. <laughs> nah. Not today, Papa. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. Well. How often do we get the opportunity to step out of our usual and listen to what I have referred to previously and I guess will again as other voices. Um, I want to be real careful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Looking at him over there, he's afraid I'm going to step on a landmine and just... You're supposed to be eluding me I, well, not, I think it's eluding you right now. Not not throwing me off a cliff. Okay, there is nothing wrong. There is absolute, well, let's say this. In no way do I want this to be taken as a denigration against the usual voices, particularly church and spiritual voices in your life. You have attached, attached yourself to a body of Christ. You have, by that attachment agreed uh, to foster a relationship, to listen to what is being said, and hear the voice of spiritual authority as it speaks to you in your life. This is not going against that at mm -hmm. all. However, it is sometimes quite valuable to listen to other voices in your walk with God. Mr. Workman had an opportunity a week or so ago to do just exactly that. And when I talked to him the day or two after, he was so excited. Relaxed? Oh, well, you were. Yeah, maybe relaxed. <laughs> maybe relaxation comes out as excited in you. <laughs> but he was so excited. And this guy, I heard this guy talking, and, and he was talking about this, and it was so good. And man, I didn't think he was funny. And it did it, did it, did it. And and also getting to talk with other Christians from other places, other believers, and and have a, a fellowship and a joining and a, and a worshiping and all kinds of things with, with people other than the usual. Do you, do you want to fill in some of those blanks? Sure. So... It's not none of it's going to make sense if I don't explain the whole reason we were there, right? I want you to. So, so we were there for a convention. My my wife sells products for a company uh, that sells health and wellness companies uh, or products. It's called Plexus. Uh, by the way, hashtag shameless plug. There you go. If you're looking to get yourself some, I, I was going to do some health and some health and wellness stuff. Mm -hmm. Hit up my wife. If you don't know how to get a hold of your wife, my wife somebody's wife uh if you don't know how to get a hold of her holler at us we'll get you in contact if you would like if you're interested in it um it's good stuff anyhow they do an annual convention every year uh for training purposes mostly um for the employees and so i agreed to go with my wife in support of her mm -hmm. um knowing that i was not going to nashville tennessee to enjoy nashville tennessee right which is a big deal for me if you know me. 
so from the outset i was understanding and going into this knowing that i am here 100 percent in support of my wife and what she is doing because i feel like first off first major point it's really 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 important that your spouse knows that you have their back husband or wife whatever mm-hmm. whatever side you fall on mm-hmm. um your opposing spouse needs to know that the spouse sorry now look at me that face the well you said opposing spouse on the opposite side from you the opposite of you your uh-huh, your, your other half your other half yeah needs to know that you're on the same team needs to know that you support them needs to know that they are not doing whatever it is you know what i mean some some people have little hobbies or whatever that Mm -hmm. they get into Mm -hmm. sometimes it's business ventures sometimes it's you know whatever you step out in to do it's you need to know that you have your other half behind you right and so i she asked me if i would go with her because previously i was like nah i don't want to do that and uh it was really i really felt like god was like your wife needs to know that you're there, that you support her. Mm-hmm. And so I said, sure, let's go. And so we, you know, went through all the necessary preparation to go do that. Cause it's in my world for me to walk away from my life for a week or for three or four days, even though it is over the weekend, that well, in particular, in particularly over, over the weekend, it's a big deal. There's a lot of stuff going on that I, a lot of pieces that I mm-hmm. play with and uh, to walk away from all of that requires a fair bit of planning and preparation uh and so we made the necessary preparations and took off to nashville so that being said the second point i want to make is that for me going to nashville as a musician knowing that there was a point in time in my life where i almost went to nashville Mm -hmm. And so for me to sit in a city like Nashville and not do anything for three or four days, I was 100% just hanging out with God. Cause, because I could have. I could have I could have left my wife sitting at the convention and went and explored the city and went and saw all the music stuff and, mm-hmm. and did all of that, and I didn't. I got up every early every morning, helped cook breakfast for the house of people we were staying with, we all load up. I gave people rides to the convention center and back and mm-hmm. sat in a building all day with thousands of people that I don't know, listening to stuff that I didn't really care about. And all of that to say in particular, well, I, I'm not even going to say in particular spouses, you need to show up for your other side. Mm-hmm. You need to be willing to be uncomfortable and do things that don't necessarily benefit you in order to show them that you love them, that you support them, that you're there for them. Team. Right. Give of yourself knowing that you're not really going to benefit from it. Right? So that's the first couple of points. Anything to add while I adjust my seat? Well, I, th- I, th- I think the standpoint of doing or anybody knowing that you're not going to gain anything from it is 
integral part of <laughs> saying you love God. But yes, absolutely. Uh, sometimes in those there are relationships where you you do these things because you're going to enjoy it too. And there are times when you go, oh, no, I'll just go along. I will be there for you. Yeah. With you. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the whole time she kept saying, you don't have to sit through all these sessions. You can go do whatever you want and just come back and get me later. And I kept saying, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to enjoy myself. I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like legit, like right. I, I, you, I need you to know that I'm not here for me. Right. I'm here for you. Right. I don't care. I'm not interested in going and feeding my flesh around Nashville. I'm mm -hmm. here for you, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever you're doing is what I'm doing. Right. And so uh, to make a point with that, I got probably 15 texts from different people. Hey man, how's Nashville? Where's the pictures at? How are you enjoying it? What did you eat at today? How are you doing? What'd you do? And I kept having to respond to all these people with, y'all don't get it. I'm not here for me. I'm here for her. We ate dinner and at the Airbnb and packed lunch mm -hmm. to the mm -hmm. convention center. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I ate some food while I was there, but I'm like, I kept having to text these people like to make drive the point home that I'm not here like on vacation. I'm here in support of my wife who's doing a work thing. Like I, I don't know how else to explain it. Like on a, on a really deep integral level, I'm not here for me. Mm -hmm. I'm here for her. You, you didn't go to have a big fun vacation. No. But did you enjoy yourself? Oh yeah, I had a blast. Okay, yeah, for sure. But but again, as as we're about to talk about the mm -hmm. the, the most mm -hmm. fun thing for me, mm -hmm. the best thing were were the conversations I got to have with people. There you go. Um, at you know eleven thirty at night when everybody's exhausted and we're hanging out in the living room of the Airbnb, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, but before we get to that, we uh, there was so <laughs> I'll just. I guess I'll just take off running on this. Yeah. So at any time you want to comment, ask questions, whatever, that's, that's feel free to what, interrupt my job. Now. <laughs> so I kick the cheese down the hill, get to running. So on the drive down, we stopped at a knife store. Mm -hmm. I, I got a picture of that. I, I didn't buy anything. <laughs> I, I went into a, a building that was, fairly large building that was covered every inch of it wall to wall in knives and knife things and i walked back out and mm -hmm. didn't buy anything mm -hmm. almost my wife actually was being very sneaky because while i was over eyeballing some other things she was over talking to the guy on the other side of the store pulling knives out of the case like i think this is the one i'm gonna buy for my husband mm -hmm. because my birthday was also the next weekend right and so she was trying to be sneaky but Turns out the one that I had been eyeballing, I had never actually touched him when I put it in my hand. I was like, oh, that's entirely too small. That's that's way too little. That's yeah. a bit little baby knife. It was a really neat knife, but it wasn't going to fit right. So anyway, walked out of a knife store, didn't buy anything. My wife was like, I don't think I've ever seen you do that. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of the kicking off point of, of for me of God reiterating why you're here. 
for me. And so anyway, we get there and we got there. <laughs> it's funny. Um, we pulled in the parking lot at the exact same time as the people who were paying for the Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to get there to check in and they, their plan was to get there before everyone else have everything set up and have dinner made and all that stuff. So those people came in, there was, you know, food and and we were pulling in behind them and it was very obvious that they were freaking out (laughs) because they live in a very tiny town, like 1700 people maybe. And here they are in downtown Nashville in like the hood because our Airbnb was in the hood. Um, (laughs) And they were pulling in and, and, she was just wigging out and she had her daughter with her and um, they were kind of freaking out like we're we need to have all this stuff done and blah blah and so just by nature mm-hmm. of, of wh- who I am and, right. and, and what we do I just sort of jumped in and was like what do you need and so you know we helped them unload they had a a big what do they call it an expedition and it was packed wow. with air mattresses and coolers and food and all kinds of stuff and so and the building we were staying in, we found out when we got there, uh, was not spread out horizontally. It went vertically. And there were like four or five floors wow. <laughs> and uh, stairs the whole way. And um, so we had to carry everything <laughs> up from the bottom. Yeah. So we got everything loaded in, and she's frantically trying to get figure out what to do with food and blah, blah, blah. And at some point in the mix, I just sort of I was like, hey. Do me a favor. Just go over there and sit down and relax. Calm down. All right? Because she was wigging. And I was like, just, I got it. Just go sit down. She was like, what do you mean? I was like, I got it. You got food here, right? I'll cook. I got it. And she was like, uh, really? And I was, yeah, I got it. It's cool. And so I sort of took over cooking. And so I'm, I'm cooking and I'm making food and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just enjoying myself cooking for people and letting my wife and her hang out and, and talk. And that was kind of the whole idea was that I'm taking over the thing that needs to happen right now. So mm-hmm. y'all can go sit over there and talk and hang mm-hmm. out. And it was such a blessing for her and she really enjoyed it. And um, as people started filtering in and there was food and I was making food for people, handing food out. And it was just one of those things where it was like just to be able to serve people mm-hmm. i mean uh, we serve people all the time right but it, it's kind of a i don't know it was different sort of i don't know why but it just was are these because these were people you didn't know possibly but i don't know it was just yeah. kind of one of those things where different atmosphere yeah well in different drive too like the purpose behind me doing it again was to create an environment so that my wife and the people on her team that were there with us didn't have to worry about what was happening don't worry about the nuts and bolts i got this y'all sit over there and do your thing right right go go hug on each other and say hi and love on each other and all that stuff right get over there i got this Mm -hmm. so cooking and all that stuff and towards the end of the night the first night everybody's going to bed because everyone's exhausted whatever and one of the last people to get there lady coming from texas drove to tennessee from texas wow um and uh, she's pregnant too by the way <laughs> um and she rolls in you get her food whatever 
most everybody else is already in bed. And so my wife and I just got to sit and talk to her and they had never met in person. Like that's one of the things about this whole Plexus thing is mm-hmm. that her whole team are people aside from one or two people. She had never met the rest of them before they talked to each other on zoom call mm-hmm. zoom calls all the time mm-hmm. and they work together on things, but they've never actually met each other. And so we just got to hang out and sit and talk and, you know, naturally the conversation gravitated towards, you know, what do you do in, in, in like quote unquote real life? You know what I mean? What do you do outside of Plexus? What do you mm-hmm. do in your life? And so of course for my wife and I, it, it we start talking about the church and start mm-hmm. talking about ministry and all the stuff we're doing. And very quickly, this lady's jaw was like almost on the ground, like, hold on back up. <laughs> you, you do what? <laughs> mm-hmm. And, just talking about the different ministries that we do here at the church. And I started telling her like, cause she was having a hard time sort of understanding. Does she have a church? Home? Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. 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 Okay. But, but it's like, it's like regular church. Right. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't really have any extracurricular ministries outside of having church. Right. Um, the closest thing I guess would be, like mission, like world missions, like their, you know, their youth Mm -hmm. group will go to like Haiti or something. Um, But she, interestingly enough, she was raised as a Catholic and then married someone who isn't Catholic. Mm -hmm. And so there was this whole transition thing. And so anyhow, there was a lot of what I was describing that we do in everyday life here at the church that just didn't sound like church. And she Mm -hmm. was really sort of having a hard time digesting it. Not that there was a problem with it. She was really excited about it, but she was just like, I can't believe that there are people who do this. Um, And so I was like, she wasn't really understanding because I was trying to explain like our pro our discipleship program and how like the whole goal is that at the end of it, you come out of that program and walk right into serving somewhere in the church. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's the whole goal. Right. And she was like, so let me understand this. You have yeah. people serving in your church that <laughs> like a year ago were like addicts or alcoholics or mm-hmm. whatever. And I was yep. like, yeah yeah and then so i took the that opportunity to talk to her about christian and sarah Mm -hmm. and i uh i told her about christian and she was like wow and i said and i told her about sarah and she was like holy crap that's that's crazy you know god brought those two together and 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 now they minister in our children's ministry Mm -hmm. and she was like huh (laughs) I said, yeah, Christian's my son's teacher on Wednesday. Yeah. And he's fantastic. Yeah. A- and she was just like brain on the floor. And I'm like, so when the Bible talks about tra- transforming people and about being made new and behold, all things are made new and the mm-hmm. old you has passed away. And, mm-hmm. and, and I said, it's real. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. And that's just one example. I said, I can literally line people up around the block or down the block and around the corner and pass them by you and just melt your brain with all these testimonies. And she Mm -hmm. was like, that's insane. Like at that point, she's like on the edge of the couch, like 
tell me more. <laughs> like, and, and it's just, it dawned on me that there are people who don't know that this kind of thing exists. The only way that she would know is to talk to someone. Sure. Who was knee deep in it. Yeah. And, and, and I'm just, you know, I'm doing what I do. I'm just going along talking about the church or whatever. And it sort of dawns on me that I'm just talking about this like it's commonplace because it is for me. Right. And I forget that for other people who aren't in this kind of environment are like flabbergasted. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of had to back up <laughs> a little bit and slow down. But that was sort of the beginning of, and I went, okay, God, I see. There's, there's lots of, this is going to be a fun weekend. And so throughout the weekend, there were multiple occasions for those kinds of conversations to come up. A couple of them because this particular woman came and sought us out. Mm -hmm. Hey, tell me more about this. I want to hear more cool. stories. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the second morning we were there, uh, I'm getting ready, getting up, getting a shower, getting ready. And uh, the lady who's like sort of the head of the team for my wife's team, her name is Shalom. Um, and she kind of popped her head in and was like, hey, are you interested in doing worship this morning? <laughs> and I was just like, really? <laughs> I came all the way down here. <laughs> <laughs> to do what uh, I did. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was just kind of funny. I was like, well, I mean, I, I brought a guitar with me. <laughs> and she was like, really? <laughs> yeah. And so um, the plan was that uh, there was a group of, of I, I've, I found out through the course of asking questions because I had no idea what was going on mm -hmm. other than they're going to do worship at Plexus Convention and they're going to need some people to help. You want to help? Sure. Um, and so through asking questions, I found out that it wasn't like the, the convention like brought people in to do worship. It was just one of the teams, one of the teams of people that were attending as Plexus ambassadors, mm -hmm. uh, we're going to set up and do worship. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And so it was, uh, two or three women who were going to do worship, and they just had a couple of acoustic guitars and a keyboard or whatever. And so by the time we got around to getting to the convention center, uh, they had pretty much figured everything out. They didn't really need an extra hand or whatever. And so mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool, whatever, not a big deal. Um, and so we just had worship, right? And so the way the convention center is set up is that there's like, there's like four floors, but every floor is separated up into two levels, so it might as well be like double that. Right. And at each end of the escalators for each level, there's like this little, I don't know what to call it, platform area where the mm -hmm. escalators come and go. Mm -hmm. And then you can dip out into a ginormous hallway that you can like drive right. a tractor trailer down that wraps around, you know, the outside. Right. Um, and so in that little area by the escalators where they had set up and it was like i said it was just a little acoustic guitar keyboard setup no microphones no amplifiers no none of that and and when everything started there was like i don't know max 20 people maybe four songs in the convention center lady comes up and it's like <laughs> almost in tears because she's like listen i i really don't want to have to do this but i'm gonna have to ask you all to stop or go somewhere else because um we can't have this many people here. And 
when I tell you that there was probably my estimation at least a thousand people stuffed into this area and wrapping mm-hmm. like spilling out down the hallway and up onto the escalators and the balcony above us and I mean I get why they had to do it because like there were so many people every exit was blocked like every there was right. no travel through safety there. yeah sure yeah. yeah and that was her whole thing was that right. like I'm, I'm not trying to be mean and I don't want to do this but we can't me blocking all this stuff and so we we had to stop but it was really cool to hear that many people just singing it was so loud like you couldn't the musicians were essentially useless right. I, I mean i was standing 10 feet away from where they were playing music you couldn't hear it at all yeah. no not at all once once everybody started singing it was nuts it was like just so loud but it was amazing it was awesome awesome time um but yeah, just the, you relate these stories and you and you, you talk about these things that went on. And I think about this lady from Texas. Yeah. She's going to spend time talking to you and she's going to go back to Texas. And she's going to say there is this place and this is what they do. Mhm. Um maybe it's a giant encouragement. Maybe nothing it, nothing other than this lady needed to know that there are people that are absolutely in it, mm-hmm. boots on the ground. Yeah, um, you know, and, and you you. These are the other voices that we cut ourselves off from, by being insular, by isolating ourselves in our body of Christ. I'm not saying the body of Christ is not critical and important, and it's where you are. Sure, but there are lots of other places. There are other churches. There are other, like in your case, other events. Sure. Yeah. That. If we are not open to those kinds of things, yeah, then I think we're limiting what our own body of Christ can do. Yeah, it's, you know it's really easy to become, I don't know what the right word is for it. Um, cloistered? Monastic? <laughs> monastic monastic wow like monks yes as in monastery yeah um yeah it is really easy to become uh, i was going to say confined but become comfortable in just inside of the walls you're in Mm -hmm. inside of the body you're in inside Mm -hmm. of the family you're in and say well a lot of times what happens is (laughs) the way we do it is right and the way they do it is wrong so i'm not going to go talk to them that's just stupid and it is stupid but it happens to way too often yes um and um there there's so much opportunity for god to use you if you just make yourself available no matter what situation you're in right right because here i am in a room in, in a house with like 15 other people None of them that I know other than my wife. Um, and most of them are women. There was one other person who brought their husband who was staying in our house. And he pretty much holed himself up in their room and was like, y'all go do your thing. Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, and so, but it was cool to talk to him too. I mean, you know, we had some good conversations, but my number one goal in being there was to support my wife. My number two goal in being there was to make my wife look awesome. Right. And so I was doing everything I could to 
not only show her, but to show everyone else, I ain't here for you. Yeah. I ain't here for nothing else. I'm here for that woman right over there. Right. And so in doing so, <laughs> I had so many conversations. Like, <laughs> at one moment, it was, it was one of the coolest things ever. Um, it's like, I don't know, 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. You know, everyone's wired because they've been at convention all day. And there was a concert that night that everybody went to and blah, 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 blah. And, and so there's like a handful of people that are hanging out at the Airbnb and knowing that there's about to be a spillage of people that come home at 2 o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. from being at the concert. And so we're all just up hanging out, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where it's like you don't realize as an adult once you have children how little adult interaction that you yes. get. Yes. And so it was really nice for me to just be able to sit and talk to adults without having to look at kids and say, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, go away, go play a game, something, leave me alone. Um, and so, but there was this point where I didn't even, I wasn't even really, I guess, cognizant of it mm -hmm. until God sort of pointed it out. But there's this point where I am talking, essentially I'm ministering to like five or six women mm -hmm. about marriage. Mm -hmm. And my wife is sitting next to me and I'm, I'm essentially testifying about my ridiculousness as a husband mm -hmm. in our earlier part of our marriage and all these things that we went through and well, that I drug her through right. and, and her patience and kindness and loving me through all those things and, and just testifying about, Hey, listen, uh, you know, not everybody gets it right. And it's not necessarily required that you get it right. God's grace extends through a lot of layers. Yes. It right. Does. And, um, Well, a really funny point in the middle of all of that, we were talking about mangoes. You mm -hmm. know what mm -hmm. mangoes is. Yeah. Yeah. Mangoes is a code word that my wife and I have come up with to help us communicate more effectively. As we got older in our marriage and as we figured out how we were, where we were failing and where our shortcomings were, a lot of it had to do with just communication. So we started working really hard on figuring out ways that suited us for communicating with each other, mm -hmm. right? Not that it was not not that it's a here's 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 a step by step right. process right. on how to communicate in your marriage, but this is what worked yeah. for us right. and it's unique to us, right? And so we were sharing that, and uh, that particular discussion just absolutely like like so ministered to people, and it was again, it's one of those things where, kind of like my Wednesday night small groups, I was just sort of I shut everything else off and was like just sort of listening to God like what 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 do you want me to say right now what are, what are we doing right now mm -hmm. and just again having the opportunity with nothing else in the way to just just breathe and observe God what are you doing and and where do I fit into that and and it was just wonderful absolutely wonderful and so good to just sit and just watch God move and watch him do things and 
get to be there and be part of it and just to be able to sit and serve people and not have again it's 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 not that i don't serve people on a regular basis but to be able to do that without anything else weighing on your mind mm-hmm. without having you know to worry about work and you know i gotta oh, go do yeah. this and i have to do that and now this needs to happen and without having any of that on top of you it's way way easier <laughs> there's probably there's probably an overarching lesson in that too okay because we spend a lot of time doing i mean i've i've, I've had ongoing conversations with a couple of people about getting so busy the in the doing that that we don't get the the idea of why we're doing it and we don't have a we don't have a real we get caught up in the methodology in the okay I have to do this now I have to do this thing next I've committed to that particular task that we for we lose sometimes the why we're doing it so an opportunity for you like this to to go to a place with all sorts of other people and talk about what it is you do and then feel that sense that 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 awareness of wow it was so cool to be released from some of the responsibility and just serve Mm -hmm. can we do that on our own with worrying less about the responsibility of what we're doing and then just serve and what would happen yeah because you were the other voice for a lot of people you you got to listen to john um yeah yeah what john who um, my brain's off. <laughs> oh, John, gosh. last name starts with an M. Um, a speaker. <laughs> Maxwell. Maxwell, there we go. I yeah, couldn't John, get past Matthews either. I so. was trying to picture the cover of one of his books. Yeah. They say John C. Maxwell on them. Uh, <laughs> um, he, Yeah, so if you don't know who John Maxwell is, he's a guy that's been around for a long, 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 long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've written a lot of books about leadership, about um yeah, just being a leader and and bi- mostly in the business world stuff. And right, have you read his books or some of them? I, we have Any a couple of them, of them at home. Okay. I've, I, I've seen, you know, I've read thumb through some of them. Whatever. Right, but you know who he is and what yeah. he does. Okay. Yeah, I knew who he was. Um, and so it's so funny though because like there was so much hype at the convention about like that this person was going to be one of the speakers. Like it's a big deal, and. Uh, this guy comes out and there's this little old man just come hobbling out, sits down and starts telling jokes. And it was like, he was one of the funniest people I've ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. Just so chill, Mm -hmm. so relaxed. And it was like, Mm -hmm. it was one of those things you can tell he's an absolute professional at what he does. And that is 100% who God made him to be. The dude is absolutely effortless. It's like you're learning things, but you don't know that you're learning things. You're just having fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. And it was one of those, he's like, he's like the Novocaine at the, at the dentist. (laughs) Like you're getting your butt handed to you, yeah, but you're loving every minute of it. Right. And you don't, you know, and it, but it made me laugh because you and I were talking about before I left, we were, we were making jokes about fjords, Mm -hmm. about Viking, that we need a t-shirt for Vikings, you know, not in my fjord. Right. And then he told he told this story about going on a on a vacation with his wife, a, a cruise uh, through the to see the fjords. 
<laughs> and he was talking about how he's just riding, you know, yeah. on the on the cruise ship, and the cruise ship would stop, and we, we pulled up to a fjord, and he says, like, put the pin down, and I turn around and look, and look out the window, and it's like, wow, that's absolutely gorgeous. Man, God, you really outdid yourself on this. It was beautiful. That is a serious fjord. That's wonderful. And then you turn around, you go back to riding, and then the, <laughs> the cruise ship takes off, and a little while later, it stops again, you put the pin down, and you turn around and go, wow, that's a fjord. He's like, and after about five or six of them, you turn around, you're like, man, that's still beautiful, but, I mean, it kind of looks just like the rest of them. It's a fjord. <laughs> it's a lot of fjords. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but he was telling this whole thing about, like, you know, being able to uh, enjoy the scenery, mm-hmm. but not necessarily getting caught up in the scenery. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll lose focus on the goal. Right. Right. And he was telling that story because people always ask, like, how do you how do you write so many? He's written so many books. Yeah. Like, how do you have time to put out all these books? And he's like. I literally never stop writing. Mm-hmm. Like literally dudes on a cruise ship writing for two weeks, visiting fjords, writing a book. Mm-hmm. He's like, at the end of it, I had finished the book and I let my wife read it. And we're getting off the cruise coming back home. And you know, what do you think of the book? And she's like, I love you. <laughs> and he was like, okay, got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, he was so funny, so inspirational, and, and I totally get why they had him be a speaker, right? He's great at it. Right. Um, there was another lady there, speaking of listening to other voices, um, and I, I have a unique sort of ability to intake information mm-hmm. from sources that may not necessarily completely align with my belief system, mm-hmm. and I'm, I can, I'm really good at filtering out all of the crap that I don't necessarily care about mm-hmm. and fully taking the things that do apply mm-hmm. and uh this lady was talking about um by the way i will say this that overwhelmingly like plexus in general is a christian-based company their ceo their chief executive people like pretty much everyone is christians and they are not like bashful about it mm-hmm. like they are very outspoken about all of it, um, which is cool. Makes me happy. Um, and most of the speakers that they had would fall into that same category. Mm-hmm. Um, this one lady that they had, though, I can't for the life of me remember her name, though. I really need to ask my wife and figure out what her name is. But she has a, a company that's outside of Plexus um, called Brain something or another. But the whole company is based on it is the the purpose is growing uh, and expanding on brain health, right? So mm-hmm. everything that they do is to make your brain more healthier, like on a cellular and molecular level. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so this lady's going on and talking, and, and she starts talking about like, <laughs> like she was saying like. Y'all know that, like, the human brain is is just naturally predisposed to negativity. And I immediately was like, huh? (laughs) 
look, cause you know, I'm, I'm playing games. I'm playing angry birds on my phone. I'm listening to an audio book in one headphone and you know, I'm ignoring mm-hmm. 90% of what's happening around me. I'm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, uh, I was, I heard that and was like, huh? I put my phone down. I was like, okay, what are you saying? And it was one of those things where she was talking about how like our thought processes as human beings in a general sense. Now, obviously just like everything, there's different people, right? But by and large, overall, we as human beings automatically want to go to a negative place in our thought patterns first and her whole like quote unquote TED talk right her whole thing was about how to avoid that and how to bring it back to the positive side Mm -hmm. and uh, she some of what she was talking about was neuroplasticity which you know excites me I get really excited about that um but she was talking about how like she was essentially quoting scripture without quoting scripture. Mm-hmm. It was kind of one of those, tell me you're a Christian without telling me you're a Christian. Right. And, <laughs> and she, because of the world that she's normally in, she's found a way to insert biblical principles without just beating you over the head with the Bible. Right. Right. And so there was a lot of stuff about, where are you allowing your mind to be? Mm-hmm. What are you allowing to influence your thought pattern? Right, garbage in, garbage out. Right, and just all this. And I was just like, dude, can I box you up and take you home? Like, <laughs> you are awesome. Yeah. And and it was really neat to hear other people because you know John Maxwell is the same way. A, a lot of the speakers were saying a lot of the things. Mm-hmm. That we say a lot around here. Yes. Just wrapped in a different bow. So there is an encouragement in that. Oh, 100%. Right. It, it was one of those things where it was like, just to hear so many people from a platform that size saying the same things we're saying, going, cool, that's yeah. really awesome. This is not just 80 some people in a small town in north central Ohio. Right, 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 right. So, because that's, you know, if, if we don't have those. Uh, that expansion, uh, that you know, reaching out and 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 listening sometimes, and we begin to think that it's just us. Oh yeah, sometimes, which, which is really discouraging. Leads to negativity. Leads to people, you know, fighting and biting. Sure, it leads it leads to doubt. It leads yeah. you. It leads to you thinking, "Am I nuts? Like, yeah. am I the only one? Exactly. Are we the only people who believe this? Like, is right. it really like?" And. Uh, yeah, there was just so much encouragement between the speakers there and then the opportunities to share with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, just God was doing all kinds. It was a really, I don't know how else to put it, it was a really introspective weekend for me. Okay. It was it was a, it was was a really just a, a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. just to kind of hit a reset button, sort of, mm-hmm. to not have to do anything. Because, mm-hmm. like, I never have nothing to do. Right. Right. That's not part of your world. And and so uh, it's one of those things where, like, I was almost like getting antsy, like trying to find things to do because Mm -hmm. I was just like, I got to do something. Um, And uh, but I'll tell you, it it was really encouraging. Uh, We were the first ones there outside of the people who were, like I said, 
who who booked the Airbnb, and we were also the last ones out mm-hmm. with them. Um, and it was really encouraging to be able to minister to them as a couple as well, because we've sort of gotten somewhat close to them over mm-hmm. the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me to be able to minister her to her husband as well, uh, and uh, just to be an example and to be there to serve them and to, you know, they were so greatly blessed just by us being there and doing what we do. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where, like, some, someone, one of the ladies <laughs> commented over the weekend and was like, hey, do you have a brother? <laughs> 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 like, can, do you, is there another one of you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was, it was really nice for, for, for my wife to be able to be like, no, nope, that, that one's mine. You can't have him. Yeah. Um, uh, it was really nice to be able to minister to people, to be an example. Um, there were multiple occasions uh, where some of the other women there commented about like, hey, uh, you need to talk to my husband. <laughs> uh, because some of the things I was sharing that I, I just sort of take for granted around here were like mm-hmm. groundbreaking things for some of these people. And right. they're just like, bruh. Yeah. Like, where did you come from? Like, there's, yeah. There, nuts. There's a place in all this where it's just. And it, go ahead. Real quick. Please don't take this as me being like, oh, I'm awesome. Look at all the awesome stuff that's that I did. That's where I was going to go. That's not. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's not. I'm just sharing what happened. Right. Yeah. I, I'm just sharing. It was for me. It was a major blessing just to be able to. There you go. Minister to people just to be able to freely move with God and have them minister and fellowship with you it was it was mutual oh 100 percent. yeah um you know we, we tend to look at things sometimes from our own perspective but uh, my goodness that's uh, that's why this this thing of, of 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 not wanting to be around other people is so dangerous well but I, I, or, or not making an effort to uh, to expand horizons sure, yeah. beyond the usual 12 people that you live your life with. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't be afraid to, to reach out. Right. right. Don't be afraid to, if God plops you down in front of people that you don't know, right. Take that as an opportunity. Take that as a sign. Oh, I don't want to say a sign after our last episode. Uh, there you go. No signs. No. By the way, I made a joke while I was down there about that. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I drew Jesus in a pancake with syrup. Anyway, <laughs> I almost sent you a picture and I didn't. You should have. I was going to. So um, upset now. You have to go uh, back. Um, so, no, but um, the other thing I was going to say is if God puts you in the middle of those people, absolutely 100%, just follow his lead, right? right. That's all you got to do. Just open up your eyes, follow his lead. Don't, and, be, don't be afraid of it. And remembering it's about you. It's not about you. Yeah. Sure. This is this is about what God is wanting you to do, not not or or not, wanting you to see. And or wanting you to see or wanting you to receive or mm-hmm. just wanting you to be with. Mm-hmm. That that's that's so much yeah. of it. Yeah, just being available and being there to be with him yeah. while he's doing something, right? Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say is So we've said it's dangerous to only be 
with the people you're with and to never expand that, to never get outside of that, right? Just also understand it can also be dangerous yes. to go looking for other people to listen to, mm-hmm. right? You don't go search it out. You, you have to be careful also about who you allow mm-hmm. to influence you. Mm-hmm. There's And listen, guys, it's not like there's a teeter-totter. It's not... I'm. I'm not going to sit here and say it's a delicate balance to figure it out because mm. it's not. All you have to do is listen to God. There's either truth or it's not. Right. Just just follow God yeah. and, and everything backwards and forwards through, in, over, around, and, and under all have to go through the truth filter, right. which is the word of God, right? right? If it doesn't line up with the truth, it gets discarded. Hopefully you're talking to the people around you. Who, who do you listen to? There's a, there's a guy who who throws me a podcast every once in a while. And this is, and, and, and he said, now this guy's not always on, but this is an individual who is so intellectually honest. Yep. And forthright, he can go, yeah, I don't think I agree with that. And he's willing to talk about it because he understands where his strength and his faith is. Sure. Not in some guy doing a podcast. Sure. Uh Oh, and, listen to that and and it's he's not afraid to let other ideas wander past he just doesn't suck them all in and make them an integral part of him oh yeah and because it causes him to evaluate and talk about these things with other other people that he mm-hmm. trusts and go yeah that kind of struck me wrong what do you think about this mm-hmm. everybody grows in that oh yeah 100 percent Hey, I heard this the other day from some guy on a podcast, blah, 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 blah. Now, this, this, and this totally resonates with me. I totally get that. But this over here was kind of like me. I don't know. That's, that's all, I don't, is it sketchy or is it not? What am I, what am I doing? Or, or being able to have the conversation with, with the thing or the person or the, on the subject that you don't agree with. Are you right. able to have that conversation about disagreeing with it? Without it turning into something it doesn't need to turn into. Right. Without attacking sure. or without calling you, that person stupid or dumb can, or can, whatever. Can we talk about things we don't necessarily agree on without becoming nasty? Antagonists. Right. Yeah. Also, also, one of the other things I'll mention while I was down there in Nashville, I learned so much about midwifery. <laughs> and I also d- discovered that that term, midwifery, yeah. is the correct term for the act of being a midwife midwifery Midwifery. and i said i'm so stealing that and she was like what do you mean stealing and i was like bring me a midwifery (laughs) (laughs) or to the midwifery with you (laughs) yeah bring out your never mind so (laughs) babies bring out your babies midwifery anyway Omaha, Omaha. Um, <laughs> hey bear, hey bear, hey bear, hey bear. <laughs> so there you go. There's, there's just that a was little... my weekend in a nutshell. Was, oh, sorry, go it's ahead not. On. The, the last night we were there, so He's we went through more. all of the convention stuff. It wrapped up on the final night, uh, which was Sunday evening, sun, around four or five o'clock, and we had sort of told everyone at the house. I was like, "Hey, listen, guys, y'all need to get rides." back to the airbnb after the convention because we're not coming back here for a while when the convention's over we're going to leave our car in the parking garage where it's at and we're going to go on a date yeah because 
y'all have had her for the last three or four days. It's my, my turn. turn. Yeah, I'm stealing her. And they all were like, oh, that's so awesome. Good for you. And it was just like, huh? <laughs> well, you do that as a regular course anyway. I do. I do. Um, but, but it was... It was strange to me, I guess as a final point, that one of the things I walked away with, it was strange to me that many of my actions throughout the course of this weekend were seen as some sort of a thing, like it was a, a thing or a big deal. Oh, okay. Like there was much fussing over it. Right. And, and Laura and I were just kind of like, and at one point, Shaloma, somebody was talking about something that her and I had, had done. I don't know what it was, but I remember Shalom coming around the corner and going, oh, no, y'all don't understand. That's just what they do. Like, this is like breathing for them. Yeah. And uh, Well, I think it was me cooking, right? I, I was cooking. My wife was doing dishes, and, <laughs> and we were making sure everybody had what they needed, right. and we were serving people as they came in. Right. And somebody was like, "Oh my goodness, this is crazy!" Blah blah blah. blah. And my wife, and Shalom was like, "Y'all don't understand. Y'all don't even y'all don't even know." She was just going on and on. She's like, "This is like breathing for them. This is just what who they are, what they do. There's a whole army of them in Ohio that are the same way." <laughs> and <laughs> and I was just like struck with that. Going, is it really that unique? It is. You'll find it in pockets, um, in some churches. You'll find it in pockets of some social organizations or in some little pop-up sort of thing where it's just absolutely about serving the community. Sure. Without any, 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 any spiritual reference whatsoever. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it is rare. Yeah. It was really strange. Uh, many times over the weekend that we were down there, it was sort of pointed out mm -hmm. as something not normal and for me it was almost to the point of uncomfortability where i'm like what is the big deal right like just the fact of me saying hey guys just so everybody knows to for open communication you know so and so they're going to take you back tonight because i'm stealing my wife we're going mm -hmm. on a date whatever even that just that right there was like a, oh my gosh that's amazing blah 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 and it's like why is it amazing? I'm taking my, I'm in Nashville. I'm taking my wife on a date. What do you like mean? We're going to have a moment of actual vacation. Yeah, of, what what yeah, do you mean? Get away. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we did. We went and walked around downtown Nashville, did a couple things, saw a couple things. It was fun just to be able to, it was like the vacation after the vacation. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and, and I want to, I want to, I want to encourage something in here, encourage something. Um, there is a level of humble acceptance with you guys that is a little rare. There are very few occasions that I ever see you or your wife demand that you get your way. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you came in on the backswing of that. Oh, I, I no, I heard, the, I heard the other part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you showed up on the on the on the backswing. Oh yeah, when you arrived here in Marion, oh, I, yeah. I was I was well on my way being drugged through the dirt towards the, yes. the the upswing. Yes, and I think it's that that caused a lot of that humility oh, sure. for you, for sure. But I think I don't wish hardship on anybody. 
<laughs> okay? But sometimes the only way, oh, I'm going to say this out loud. Sometimes the only way that you can understand that you will screw up at any moment, that you are fallible, mm-hmm. and that you need God is because you have to have a big old honking mistake of your own shoved right back down your throat. Oh, yeah. And then you have to be willing to go, I am choking on what I've done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Being able to... Then the healing can start. Yeah, for sure. Being able to sit and point at all of the nasty and go, that's all mine. Yeah. I did all that. Mine, 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 and, mine, mine. Well, and, and that, again, part of that conversation over the past, over, over the course of that weekend was, was doing that, was pointing at all of that going... The reason where we're at right now is because of all of that. Mm-hmm. God drug us through all of that. And and it's not like and and at one point I said, Listen, I look look, I, I am not I'm not some super wise spiritual guru. I don't have like, you know, Jesus superpowers. I'm not like a prophet or anything like that. Listen, I've just been through the dirt yeah. enough and I, I, I've I've been hurt enough of my own accord. Mm-hmm. To be able to go, hey, <laughs> I'm not, I don't need, I don't need that, you yeah. know, and to to be able to point at all of that as evidence of where God brought me out of. You don't get, you don't get to today unless you've got, for you, and obviously for me, but you don't get to a point today unless you've got all that other stuff. Oh, sure. And so when somebody goes, oh, how do you do that? You don't want to do that. Please don't. You don't have to. Oh, my gosh. Please don't do that. Oh, my gosh. That was one of the things that John Maxwell said. He said, you know, I had a guy come up to me like after one of my speaking engagements. He said, I had this guy come up and talk to me afterwards. And he was like, you know, I finally decided I want to do what you do. And he was like, no, you don't. No. And he was like, no, really, I do. I, I that's that's I'm my whole life has been pointed towards doing that. And he was like, no. You don't. And the guy was like, no, no, but really. I." <laughs> and, and he was like, no, listen. Yeah, sure. You want to do what I do. Who wouldn't? Right? Right. And I thought it was hilarious because he was like, who doesn't want to do what I do? I get up here and I inspire people. I say positive things to people. I help people get inspiration to continue and follow their dreams and do what they do and blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I speak to people and I write books and I make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't want to do that? Mm-hmm. But I tell you what you don't want to do. You don't want to go through everything that I went through to get to where I'm at. Right. You don't want to do everything that I did to get to here. Which maintains the humility of the now. 100%. He doesn't have to brag on himself. That's right. That's he, and in fact, that would be anathema to him. He would, he would find that horrid and ucky to brag oh, on himself. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And, and he was that was kind of the whole point was that, hey... You don't get to where you're at by talking about your successes. You don't get, you don't need to spend all this time talking about how awesome you are. Or even how God has blessed you, unless it's purely a testimony, God's blessing me in spite of me. Well, one of the things he was saying, he was like, you know, the last three books that I've written have been about failure. Yeah. He goes, you know why? Because I think it's way more important. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was like, if you aren't aware and understanding 
uh, of all of your shortcomings and your failures and you don't have people around you who are aware you're never going to succeed. You have to be in touch with those things. 100%. Right? Or, or you will think that you are something you are not. Yep. That was the whole thing. So, Anyhow, there we it go. was great. God did a lot of cool stuff. That's neat. I bought my That's wife neat. a pair of boots in Nashville. Yahoo! I had some hot chicken. I had some... I ate at the... I, I checked something off of a bucket list. And it's one of the dumbest things ever. Mm. But it's something that's been on my bucket list since high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get to go on our senior trip. They, they all went to Myrtle Beach, and a lot of my friends came back with uh, Hard Rock Cafe t-shirts. And I've never been to a Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. And so now I have. I, we ate dinner at the Hard Rock Cafe in Nashville, and I was severely disappointed. Yeah. And I was, like, food. I was like, this is like Applebee's. Yeah. Like yeah. nothing special about it other than the stuff hanging on the wall. Right. Um, but hey, I did it. It's checked out. We did. It was funny because we were walking around. I was like, "What's the most touristy thing that we can do here?" <laughs> Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, there it is. Golly, <laughs> there you go. You've done it. We were this close too, by the way, of of doing one of those rickshaw tours of, oh, no. of, of really? Nashville. Yeah, this close. <laughs> I almost did it. How much are those these days? I have no idea. Yeah, okay. I, but I was on my way oh. up to the rickshaw and went. Man, I don't know if I want to. My wife was like, babe, I don't know if I want to go weaving in and out of downtown traffic on a rickshaw. And I was like, oh, whatever. No fun. To do it. I'll <laughs> go. Well, let's go. <laughs> I tell you, uh, but one more thing before we go. One of the things that I was fascinated with mm-hmm. that I have never seen, probably because I've never been to a city large enough to witness this. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, that Nashville is the biggest city I've ever stood in. Really? Yeah. Um, and but they had these things (laughs) it was the dumbest thing but i i kept thinking to myself i'm so happy that i didn't come here when i was like Mm -hmm. 22 19 to 21 yeah um they had these like buses that would drive around downtown and like you pay to get on the bus and it's basically a traveling bar and as these people are just piled on this bus and just completely hammered, yeah. dancing around on the bus while it drives around town. They're yelling at everybody on the sidewalk. And and I'm just like, oh, my goodness. I'm so glad I didn't come here. And then people come by on this bike. It's another little trolley looking thing, but it has bicycle seats all around the outside of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody thinks that it's all the people pedaling together that drives it. No, no. it's got a motor on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those drunk people can't pedal anything. You never go anywhere. <laughs> but, but it was just watching these giant just vehicles full of trashed people. And then yeah. walk it. Listen, walking down Broadway mm-hmm. at night. Yeah. I was just like, my goodness. God, I, like me and God was on point together because I was just like. I am so, so, so glad that I did not come here. Yeah. I I would have been swallowed by the beast. It's easy to do. That being said, I 100% understand why people go there to do oh, music yeah. business stuff. Oh, yeah. Because you can't go 10 feet without a, an opportunity to play live music. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that was the most live bands playing that i have ever seen in one place and it never stops right 
and it's like you there are opportunities to play multiple venues in a day mm -hmm. and it just it's insane and i'm just like dude this this would have absolutely because that that whole thing right there is me yeah that's my thing yeah and i i mean I, I experienced very 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 tiny minute drops of it in my younger years and it almost ruined my life I cannot fathom where I would be if I had actually moved to that city and proceeded down the route that I was going to go. My goodness, I, I can't even fathom it. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine who I would be as a person. Yeah, yeah. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Just my yeah. goodness. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, you've, yeah. you've known many, 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 many people yeah. who've been down that road. Yeah. yeah. Literally that block. Um. Again, quite literally. <laughs> A lot of friends have moved there. Yeah. And, and been successful. The level of musicianship is amazing. Fant I, I, was, I was blown away just in three blocks of walking, mm -hmm. just listening to the music. You know, never mind the the party atmosphere. Yeah, right. there's 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 yeah. wall to wall drunk people at right. every bar just spilling out into the street and all that stuff. But for me, I'm every place I walk past, I'm like paying attention to the music. I'm looking at the gear. I'm looking at the guitars and right. the drums, and I'm paying attention to who's doing what. And and I'm just like, dude, this is incredible. Like yeah. the amount of talent crammed into such a small place. Mm -hmm. Which also speaks to how why it's so difficult yes. to make it because right. everyone plays, everyone sings. You're not special. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't stand out. Mm -hmm. If you do, you are amazing, and those are the ones who make it. And there's an uh, there is a bit of luck. Sure, and it, the ones who are honest will say, "I just right place, right time." That's all. That's it. So. I, Followed by on the drive home, listening to a podcast where the guest was a songwriter mm -hmm. who lived in Nashville, <laughs> talking about how songwriting works and about how, like, I'm not here to be a, a famous musician. I'm a songwriter. Right. And he was talking about, like, basically, because they were, you know, talking to him about, like, how does that work? Like, what's the whole process? And he was like, well, basically, I write a song every day. And they were like, what? And he was like, I write at least one song every day, just cranking them out. And the idea is volume. Yeah. One of them will stick. Yeah. And, you know, realistically, he was like, to make it and have a really good career as a songwriter, maybe six or seven of the songs that you write over the course of your career will be top hits. Out of hundreds, if not thousands. Thousands. He was like, I literally, he's like, my goal is five songs a week. He's like, I, I have a contract with the company with the publishing company I work for that I have to write certain amount of songs and, mm -hmm. and I have engagements and bookings where I work with artists and all this stuff mm -hmm. but he was like just on a personal level I my goal is to write five songs a week just crank them out yeah and I mean just sharing just listening to him go through that process and I'm like wow yeah that's crazy crazy it's a craft yeah Sorry. I had to put I that one in brain. there. I had to put that one in there. Uh, all right, take us home, bud. You know, he, Chris kept talking about um, the people. 
Um, and I just, I, I want to encourage everybody to make your existence and your relationship with God be, be a mutual blessing to everybody that you come in contact with. Uh, you bless them, they bless you, and if you're in contact with someone that can't do that, well, you bless and then you move on. You're gonna find a group of people in your life where you will bless each other, and that's what God has, because you love each other, even when it's an absolute disaster, and that's what it feels like. So for today, just go find someone to bless. Love you, bye.